Here we go. Welcome back to Only the Important Stuff. I am your host, Jeff Heinrich. My name is Jeff. Uh, super, super excited for today's guest. <laughs> that soundbite is just wrecking people. Uh, and <laughs> watching their reactions is one of my favorite things. But yes, super excited for today's guest. Probably the person who has known me longer than anyone other than my parents. The person who can probably best describe what it was like when I was an idiot child without a fully developed brain. The one and only, my big sister, Jennifer, formerly Heinrich, now Steffenauer. Welcome to the pod, (laughs) sis. How you doing? Awesome. How are you? Living the dream. Hanging out in my basement as you so aptly described as like a serial killer space. So thank you for that. <laughs> Room You're for welcome. improvement. I mean, we, we'll just call it like industrial with exposed, exposed plumbing and yes, it's just industrial. We'll, we'll settle on that. Otherwise just a normal unfinished basement in Minnesota. <laughs> we don't have those here. So that's why it's weird for me. <laughs> pretty standard, pretty standard for us. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot we're going to jump into tonight. Um, I, I'm sure you've listened to this a couple mm-hmm. times. Um, as much as I can. As much as you can. I appreciate the support. Um, and I do a little bit of an introduction for everybody that jumps on, for those that do not know. wait for this. Um, so are you excited for yours? <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to what you're going to say. <laughs> uh, so first... First interesting thing that I think the world needs to know about my sister is she once owned a bird. (laughs) This is true. What was the bird's name? It was a parakeet named Star. Star. Love that. Uh, How long did, did you have the bird? How long was the bird in the Heinrich household? I don't even know, but this is when we lived in Inglewood, Colorado. I but I don't remember how long we had it. I just remember his very traumatic death and burial. Yeah, yeah. I mean, feel free to enlighten the world on on what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with the fact that our parents. So okay, so first of all, tomorrow is Mardi Gras. We are recording this on February twentieth. Tomorrow is Fat Tuesday. Yeah. Our parents were in Brazil for Mardi Gras when this whole thing went down. I was in, I'm pretty sure I was in third grade. Mm-hmm. So that would have put you in kindergarten, correct? Kindergarten. Okay. And our mom's mom had come to babysit us because our parents were gone for like 10 days. Yeah. In Brazil at Carnival. Just okay? ripping it up. <laughs> uh dad hanging out with essentially naked women and my mom's there i mean what a wild deal (laughs) right i mean people think mardi gras in new orleans is insane yeah no go to brazil (laughs) uh because the pictures they brought back i looked at for years (laughs) (laughs) they actually brought me back um and again third grade right so it might have been what nine Eight? I was young for my class. We'll go with we'll go with nine. You'd have been eight, eight. eight or nine. You'd have been eight. I would have been okay, so eight. They actually brought me back like a Brazilian bikini 
at age eight. So let's, Perfect. I mean, Perfect. yeah, totally appropriate. Um, but anyway, back to the bird star. So parents are gone. Um, Jeff's there with grandma, Chris, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when you live in Colorado, uh, you, as part of like your school curriculum, you get to go on ski trips like three, four times a year. Yeah. So one of the things that was going down in February, obviously it's ski season is I had one of my ski trips that was planned through the school. Mm-hmm. So I left at like six in the morning and, um, get back. I don't know, whatever time we got back and I walked in the door and I remember you're like, you're like waiting at the front door for me to get there. And the minute that I walk in, you come up to me and I don't remember exactly what you said. Maybe you have a better recollection of this, but it was something along the lines of you had let star out of the cage. And I don't don't know if it was a boy or girl, but the bird ran into the window and it killed itself. And now y'all have it in a shoebox, and the bird's dead essentially. (laughs) And in my little eight-year-old brain, that was just very traumatic. Yeah, yeah. But you were very proud of the whole thing. So. I mean, hey, uh, I told, I came clean instantly, right? Like the the version that I remember, and again, God dang. Okay, was, yeah, and please share this with me. I was five. You just walked in, and I ran up, and I was just like, I let Star out, she ran into the window, and she's dead, she's in the box, bye. And I just took off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very similar recollection, okay. <laughs> yeah, Grandma Chris was like, made me. She's like, you have to tell your sister what happened. And so, like, <laughs> like there's remorse there, but also I, I feel like uh, a lot of, like, terror on my end. Like, holy shit, my sister's going to kill me. So I'm just getting this out and then running as fast as I can before she can process what I just said. <laughs> Which is yeah, what I did. Yeah. yeah, so rest in peace, Star. Uh, yeah, rest in peace, Star the Parakeet. Uh, you were a, a good pet for the, I don't know, month or two we had you. Yeah. Uh, and then I remember the, like it wasn't the next day because we had snow. It might have been like two days later. Um, we did bury the bird in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's good times. Good times. Yeah. Peace star. Uh, yeah. One time, uh, you hit a grand slam in softball. I did. Yes. I did, and I'm get, I'm going to tie this back to something that you and Jen talked about a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um you were talking about how Jackson was on a team and like in this, like the kids nowadays, like they, they don't have any problems. Like, I don't want to say no problems, but like, they're not afraid to like insult each other and tell, tell each other that they suck and yeah. like mean it. Yeah. Right before I went up to bat for that, like the number one, like hitter on our team because I remember we were down, we were like losing by a run or something like that. And yeah. like, she was like, Jennifer can't hit. She's awful. Why is she even on the team? And we'll get into the fact of why I quit softball here in a second, I'm sure. Um, but she said that, and I looked at her, and I was like, you're so mean. You know, I'm all of, like, 10 years old, and I get up to bat, and I was just mad, right? 
And like first pitch, grand slam. Smoke that shit. <laughs> Smoke that. It, yeah, and it was. It was like a game winner. I was losing my shit on the left field line. I just like jumping up and down like, yeah, yeah, like freaking out. So why did you like, why did you quit? I, I just didn't, I didn't really love it and I wasn't interested in it. And I did not like the throwing and catching piece of it. Eh, there's that. Um, <laughs> I struggled with that. So yeah. I just, I would rather have danced and like did cheerleading and all that shit that won't put you through college. So eventually, you know, mom and dad were like, all right, she tried it for a couple of years and I, I missed a couple balls out in the outfield because I was like picking my nails or whatever. And my dad was like, all right, you can be done. <laughs> we can, we can end this at any time. Yeah. I hear that. Um, also a big fan of fireworks, specifically lighting them off on bridges. <laughs> that's true it's an inside joke we have a f- hilarious picture of her growing up i don't know lighting like a black cat or something and back in the days when parents were just like what's that an m80 you want to hold it in your hand light it and throw it off a bridge go fucking nuts and there's a picture of her like with a lit one in her hand attempting to throw it and just freaking out <laughs> and yeah, it's uh it's again a, back to the fact that like I can't throw or catch very well. Like, sure that factored into it. Yeah, yeah. For as graceful as you were uh with respect to your cheerleading, dancing, you know, things of that nature, uh yeah, the athletic endeavors never really panned out. No, I uh Part of the stuff I wrote down, if I had to describe myself, would be like one of the most uncoordinated and unathletic people you've probably ever come across. I, it looks are deceiving. You you would think I get asked to play on volleyball teams and stuff like that all the time. I'm like, no, you do not. No, you don't I'll want this. <laughs> <laughs> um, she once shot, uh, played golf and shot a. Uh, I think she shot a twenty-seven which is a really incredible score on one hole, uh, but it was one hole. And then you quit. <laughs> <laughs> and I did have one thing to add to that story that you told about dad when we were at, what was it? Interlocking. Was it interlocking? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that made me storm off the course was that he asked me if I was even trying. <laughs> and that is what made me, and my my sixteen year old brain, hormonal sixteen year old teenager girl brain, I was just like, and I left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I'll just say I've I got that a lot as well. You know, <laughs> I have gathered that. <laughs> you know, are you even fucking trying? You know, yeah. So I <laughs> I can. I, I, I relate and sympathize with you. That's one of my favorite <laughs> memories, though. Um, neither of us knew yes. what the fuck we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> I was 13. I broke one of his clubs. Uh, I thought, well, that's the end of my life. It was a good run. And then, like, 30 seconds later, you, <laughs> you're walking off. And in the back of my head, I'm like, man, he's totally going to forget about this club. <laughs> that's all You're i could, welcome. that's all i could think about was oh, i got out of that one Whew. yeah that was fun i don't think we finished the round i bet we played two more holes and then we had to like go track you down 
Oh. Probably a good idea to let me cool off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're a founding member of the Pig Hornets. This is true. One of the original three. Yep. You want to share what the Pig Hornets are? Or were? Um, I don't. I know that Chris, or my friend Christine came up with it when we were younger. Yep. Ski she trips. made up the name, and it had to do with... Uh, putting tape on our noses and wearing ski goggles. Yes. Other than that, I'm really not sure where it came from. <laughs> well, no one knows when you're that young, right? Like, just like Justin's yeah. Indian club. Uh, right. We had a made-up club that, uh, I mean, you guys really came up with it. I was just along for the ride. Um, when we went, you know, on a ski trip, we living in Arizona, went up to Colorado and driving through the mountains and we're all in the back of a minivan and I don't know where the hell we got the tape. Um, but yeah, we had taped our noses as high up as they could go. So that was super awesome. And then we put our ski goggles on and we were the big hornets and it was the greatest road trip of our lives. That's and all and we still are the big hornets. So yeah, I guess technically, right? Like the, yeah. the, the, the group never broke up officially. We just haven't put out any new albums or any albums for that matter. Uh, she is the reason I took dance. Yes. Big dance girl. Um, you uh, had quite the dance career. I, uh, I applaud you for that. Yeah, you know, it was about one year. I think I did two recitals. Um, and what, like, because there was it was Dance Connection, and then there was Dance Connection Two, so they had another studio. Yes. And I think the first recital I ever did, it was just the one we were at. Uh-huh. And then the second one, and this is going to be wild. So the second one was when what was her name, Chelsea? Yes. And Eddie. Mm-hmm. Like those were the, like the two, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, premiere. They were dance. on Star Search. Yes, That's Star how Search. Long ago, this was like yeah. when they were on Star Search. We danced with them, which is nuts. Yeah, <laughs> and they like were then like the it was a whole company st- recital, and I remember like they all showed up, and I was like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" Like these people know what they're doing. I was just like walking around in my red shirt and jean shorts and slick. You know, like yeah, I, all right. I guess I got nothing else to do, and I just remember being like, "Damn, all right." Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put a wrap on this. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, you're the reason I danced. Like, we – God, how often were we at dance in Arizona? Yeah, I felt like it was every day. I was there at least three or four days a week. I think you were there at least two. Um, And that didn't include competitions on the weekends or performances on the weekends. That was just practice. Correct. And that was – Mind you, that was nowhere near where we lived. That was a good 20 minutes to get to where we needed to go either way. Like, that was always mm-hmm. out in Mesa, and we lived in Gilbert. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, ironically, now, like, the that studio has moved to um, Gilbert Road, like, Old Town Gilbert. Like, that's where Dance Connection is now. Huh. Which is crazy. Ain't that some <laughs> shit? Yeah. Ain't that some shit? Yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, it was... That was my youth in Arizona was, I mean, obviously I played sports, but, um, it was a lot of, 
I was in the still early stages of any athletic endeavors. So like it wasn't that serious. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was dance. And then the weekends were parades. Yep. Or yeah. Competitions where we're driving somewhere and it's like, you know, two straight days of this. Uh, yeah, it was a lot. And this is pre iPad. So I don't know how I entertained myself. Because you're not dancing the whole time. You only dance like twice, two or three times. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. I just, there for me, there was always like oh God, costume got, changes yeah. and like hair changes. And so that's what we were busy with. I have Correct. no idea what y'all did. But yeah. there were, it wasn't, you weren't the only guy. Like there were more guys that you hung out with. Like Yeah, there was a couple. Again, that was the, the year I danced. Prior to that, yeah. I was just like tagging along. And again, I don't know what the hell I did for that for those entire weekends to entertain myself at a dance competition. But somehow I survived it, so I must have not have done anything too bad. Like Dad <laughs> did not string me up, so it was good. It was good. It's yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, one time in your life, you leaned into my fist the night before you were going to, or the day of prom. <laughs> That's your version of it. <laughs> I am not denying, given my stellar um, athletic abilities, that I might have, like, you know, stepped forward a little too soon or something like that, or timing was off. But I remember you punching me. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that's an accurate version. I was, I don't know what occurred. We were sitting at that glass table, and I was just like, Pretending to punch you yeah, in the face. I don't know either. I don't know what we were doing that would have made that happen. Repeatedly. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I hit your forehead. And <laughs> swear words occurred. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you know, mom and dad were just like, what the fuck, Jeff? With, <laughs> without saying what the fuck. But they were like, what in the hell are you doing? Because you were a senior or were you a junior? I don't remember, but I wasn't I a little remember. kid anymore. And so like, it was like, shit, that might leave a mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. It, di it didn't. I don't remember. I don't think it did. I mean, it sold up a little bit to it at first, but it was gone by the next day. So yeah. yeah. All's forgiven. <laughs> Prom occurred. Everything happened. Yeah. yeah. Good, 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 good. Um, yeah, so that's my sister in a nutshell. <laughs> I'll take that. No, I'll no, no, that. no. Uh, what do you got? You said you had a bunch of, you had things written down. I'm curious, right? Like, you know, obviously older sibling, right? What What are your, like, good memories of us uh, growing up? Like, fun ones, dumb ones, you name it. Sure. So... I would have to start with the danger zone. Okay. The danger zone in Arizona mm -hmm. where we would sit on the handlebars of mom's bike. Yep. And one of us would literally try to run the other one into an orange tree. Yep. Um, in and out of the ditches. Um, how we didn't seriously hurt each other. Not sure, but we didn't, we didn't, we survived. Well, um, I eventually got hurt. It wasn't in the danger zone. So a little backstory. My mom had uh, a, a, a pink like a beach cruiser beach cruiser bike before like everybody was rocking beach cruisers. 
Deb was way yeah. ahead of the curve. Um, <laughs> and it had a basket that I think the idea was that's where the dogs were going to go. <laughs> we obviously modified that and put our asses in there. And yeah, just ran into orange trees to see what would happen. Um, and nobody got hurt with, well, seriously hurt with that. I did get hurt uh, riding scooters with you once. Yes. Yes. Um, around our pool that was being finished. Uh, yeah. And I hit the diving board bolts and went face first into the deep end of a pool without water and broke my wrist. <laughs> And dad wouldn't take me to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, dad was on the phone with his mom. I start screaming. You start screaming. Dad comes out of the house. He's like, okay. he's like, I gotta go. He hangs up with grandma and like gets you out of the pool. And like your wrist is like, I don't think it like completely snapped, but there was definitely something wrong with your I arm. Mean, it was a clean break. I had an additional wrist. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. I just, <laughs> I just, just remember crying and screaming. He so. straightened it back out. Um, you know, <laughs> found some popsicle sticks and some ACE bandages and wrapped it up and said, put some ice on it. Um, Cause mom was, mom was teaching aerobics that night. Yeah. So she wasn't home. No. And she didn't get home until like 10 o'clock. So you were already in bed. I, I was in the bed. I was not sleeping. Uh, I couldn't eat that night because I couldn't use my right hand um, <laughs> and I couldn't sleep. And when I, when we woke up, you know, I told Ma, I was like, I, I didn't sleep. And that's when she finally convinced my dad <laughs> or our dad uh, <laughs> that we should probably go get this looked at. And sure, yeah. sure, sure shit, it was broken. <laughs> oh my God. Clean break all the way through. Yeah. Yep. Danger zone. That's a good one. Danger zone. Yep. Yep. Um, we covered one of them already. Well, actually two of them. Um, another just, you know, crazy memory, not crazy, but a memory that kids today will never understand is um, <laughs> you and I tape recording songs from the radio yes. and then handwriting out the lyrics. Oh, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I vividly remember you writing out uh, the lyrics to the classic tune Jump by Criss Cross. For sure. Very vividly remember that. Some of them try to rhyme, but they can't rhyme like this. What? Some of them try to rhyme, Jump. but they can't rhyme like this. What? Oh, yeah. Jump. Dude, Criss Cross <laughs> fucked hard back then, man, with the backwards clothes. <laughs> Hundred percent, and I bet like that whole thing is like why. Like I remember almost every song lyric to like songs that I've listened. That's to why more. I remember those lyrics too, because like I hand wrote them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yep. should have put that to efforts in school. <laughs> Missed opportunity. True. True. <laughs> what else you got? Um, I would. Uh, I was going to say. Um, that all throughout my life, like all of my friends that have known me first and that have met you are like, Oh my God, your brother's so handsome. You look just like him. And I'm like, no, I came first. 
Correct. He looks like me. That's accurate. That's accurate. I look like a girl. Um, no, I don't think like either of us look like a boy or a girl. But like, I've just always been like, no, dude, I'm older. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, and uh, speaking of that, in that I look like you, right? You you guys dress me up a lot, right? I have we memories did. of like you guys putting dresses on me and yeah, just making me one of the girls. How old were you? Eight, nine years old. Just trying to I fit in. These. What's that? Okay. Just trying to fit in with like you, Christine, yeah. Tammy, whatever. Right. Like, uh, the Petrus sister. I forgot her name. Yeah. Courtney. And, um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just trying to like hang out with you guys and you guys being like super annoyed by it. And like that would be one of the times. Yes, I do remember that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> that those were the times when you'd be like, Yeah, you can hang out, but this is what we're doing to you. Oh, I was, like, I was All mean. Right, I'm well. sorry. I didn't realize it was that mean. <laughs> uh yeah, no. I mean, you don't remember us fighting? You don't have memories of us fighting? Oh, my God. I totally do, but I don't remember making you wear girls' clothes to hang out with us. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely do on my end. (laughs) Okay. Well, sorry about that. (laughs) Hey, it's just the the older sibling, little sibling, uh, you know, relationship, the back and forth. It's what happens. Um, yes, I ain't I mad will, about I it. Like I was doing whatever I could to hang out with you guys. So I don't blame you. Yep. Any other big ones? Uh, and or fond ones, anything like, were there times where you're like, God, I wish this idiot would stop following me around. Um, or do you remember like when I mean, we stopped, like hanging out, hanging out. I feel like, I feel like once you moved, yeah, once you moved away, when I stayed in Arizona and you left, um, and I like actually missed you, I feel like that's when it probably shifted a little bit. Right. What? Um, you missed me. And I was, I was, (laughs) huh? You missed me. Yes, (laughs) Yes, because <laughs> I was in, because Justin was still a baby. Like, I mean, like. For sure. He wasn't even one. No. And you and dad moved, and it was just me and mom. And then, like, I, like, missed you, you know? And then, like, I didn't see you for, like, six months. It probably wasn't that long, but in my mind it was. And then you were in seventh grade. I was in tenth grade. And that's when, like, you kind of started to grow and, like, became equal in size to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure, yeah. So I think, I think that had something to do with it, too. And then I feel like at the point where we, like, moved to Fairmont, and, like, I think that, like, made us better friends and not as much as adversaries, if that makes any sense. Totally. I think, I feel like that's kind of when our relationship pivoted, so. Absolutely. But prior to that, yes, we both annoyed the shit out of each other, and yes. I mean, 100%. I killed your bird. <laughs> right, but so, then I know. also was, like, totally mean to you when we'd get home from school at the end of the day, when we had, like, 90 minutes before 
someone would get babysit, not babysit, like one of our parents would get there. Um, yeah, we were like terrible to each other. <laughs> yeah, how wild was, how wild is that, right? Um, I can't think of a moment where, or I can't picture thinking like with the children I have currently being like, yeah, uh, I know you guys will be back in the neighborhood at like three, but we don't get off work till five. You'll be okay. And that was like our life. Um, we'd walk home from the islands. We'd forget like our key and I had to crawl. I would have to crawl through the doggy door to unlock the back door to get us in the house. Uh That's just so wild. That just wouldn't, I just feel like there's no way that happens today. Um, with like a nine year old and, uh, 11 12 year old <laughs> but yeah because i was well i'm trying to remember how old we were when we we started walking home from school i was in fifth grade so you'd have been in second grade yep when we could like walk ourselves home from school now mind you it was well like six blocks it's not like it was super far but we would still be by ourselves mm-hmm. for a while after school <laughs> absolutely and uh, <clears throat> i mean i know you know, I know, obviously, right, um, like my friend that lives across, lived across the street, the Lisey's, I think his mom was always home. Um, I don't know if Courtney's mom, and like, if her mom didn't work. Yeah, I mean, we had a bunch of neighbors that, like. Yeah, that I'm sure. They totally keep tabs on us, but. Right, but nobody's in our house, and that's where we were. <laughs> Like if something went wrong, we'd have to go across the street to someone else uh, and get assistance. Cell phones weren't a thing. Fuck, beepers weren't a thing. That's how it works back then. (laughs) Yeah. Christ on crutches. Um, Speaking of like moving, right? We moved a ton Mm -hmm. when we were younger. Yes. Um, And like the vast majority of them occurred when I was like super young, so I didn't know, you know, up from down, left from right. I couldn't even count, probably still pooped my pants a lot. Um, but you were older, right? Like how, how did those impact you like growing up? Like did, the, you know, cause when we moved to Arizona, you were what? Uh, third grade, fourth grade, fourth grade. I was in fourth grade. Like how did that, impact you right because like, obviously you know i was in kindergarten like everybody was a friend <laughs> you know what i mean like True. um i don't know so i'm just i'm just curious right because obviously like i know our experience moving to minnesota but i'm just curious if like the previous ones were of any concern detriment or were they always like kind of oh shit new adventure because that's how i looked at them all up until the last yeah one. No, I would say, I would say when I was younger, it was like, oh, okay. And like, I didn't really know any other way of life, right? Like I, we moved every two, three years when we were younger, right? Like Mm -hmm. we followed dad's career around the country, which I think is somewhat normal. Um, Especially now that I'm at, you know, now that I'm at age 45, I'm, you know, middle-aged on the back half of my life. Let's like a lot of people move, right? Like, I don't think it's necessarily normal to grow up and live in the same 50 mile radius for your entire life. Um, so for me in the early years, it was easy, right? Like born in Georgia, 
moved to New Jersey. You came into the world. Then we moved to Tennessee. Then we moved to Colorado. Then we were in Arizona. Um, uh-huh. Colorado to Arizona was like dramatic for me because I was all of 10 years old and, you know, I didn't want to leave my friends. But yeah. once we got to Arizona, that was great. And then um, I would say having to uproot my life at age 16 and moving somewhere new was horrific. And I would never advise anybody to do that to their children. Um, yeah, for sure. But I, I think the, I think the, th- the way it affected me the most probably is that I've never been afraid to like take on a move professionally or a new challenge professionally because I grew up doing that constantly. Yeah. Um, I think it's been a benefit. And I also think it's cool because I can say that I've lived all these different places um, uh-huh. and I just think it's made me a better human being in that, like, I've seen more of the world than, you know, some people have, For and sure. I can, but <laughs> the thing that I struggle with, not struggle with it, but it's like when people are like, Oh, where are you from? And I'm like, well, how do you define that? You Correct. know, what do you mean from? Yeah. What's your definition of that? You know? So, um, I say Arizona because that's where I spent the bulk of my childhood, um, as an adult, I've spent, you know, the greatest portion of my life in Texas, but, um, I don't know. It just, it kind of makes me feel like a vagabond if you will, sure. <laughs> but, um, but ultimately I think it made me like a stronger person, but I will say that, you know, when with the end of dad's days, like he did, he apologized to me for like moving me so often. Like he did say, Hey, I'm really sorry that mm-hmm. you had to go through all that. I know it was very difficult for you and it was a hard decision for us mm-hmm. to, to do that to you. Um, but we knew that we needed to do it for our family. You know, and I didn't, I didn't expect him to say that or anything like sure. that, but, um, but that meant a lot to me, you know, that they yeah. recognized that, Hey, this was hard. So, yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, and what's interesting, right. Uh, and what you said is about willing to, you know, move for a career or professionally or for an opportunity and like your willingness to, uh, you know, I've always had that, right. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't been scared, you know, yeah, I'll join the military. Yeah. I'll move to Kentucky. Yeah. I'll, you know, and then be, being there and essentially married. Yeah. I'll move back to Minnesota. Obviously I had you know, some ties there, but in my professional life, I've run into a lot of people who want to progress or do, you know, take that next step. And it's like, well, look like that opportunity doesn't exist where you're at, but I can find it for you if you're willing to move. Well, I'm not willing to. Right. And you and I, I feel like because that was our childhood and our life, essentially to us, it didn't matter. It was, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to, go do what we need to do and take it on. And then, you know, conversely, and it's not a knock on him, but Justin never had to. God, I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you did. <laughs> you know what I, Well, and it's not a knock on him, but it's just, it, no, it's the whole, all. it's nature versus nurture type of a conversation. Yeah. And his nurture, his upbringing was constant and steadfast in Fairmont, Minnesota. And not mm-hmm. that, there's anything wrong with being in Sioux Falls by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not, no, not I'm definitely not saying that. Um, but I do wonder if he would be as open um, to 
say the company he's working for is like, hey, man, I got a next level up promotion for you in New Mexico. Or Florida. You or in? Anywhere. Yeah, you in? <laughs> I, I feel like the answer would probably be no. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not, and I shouldn't say it just because of that, right? Like, obviously, his, his wife's family is there, and there's a lot that goes into it. But, you know, when we were younger, you know, it was especially professionally, I was like, I'll go wherever the fucking money is and where that opportunity mm-hmm. is. And that next step is, um, yeah. and I'll, I'll make it work. I'll figure it out. Um, yeah. And then obviously like moving to Minnesota, like, I definitely know that that impacted me. And I've always said like, man, I cannot imagine what it was like for you. Right. I always had, I knew I had sports, um, even though that still took a while cause we moved to, we went from big city to small city. Mm-hmm. Um, opportunities are limited and it took a while for me to break through with respect to that. But I knew I had that to lean on to like make friends, but shit, you're coming in hot as a, you know, a junior, you don't have a lot of time. So who's, you know what I mean? So I can't imagine how difficult that was for you going into that place and dealing with that bullshit because the bullshit I dealt with, you know, I talk about it all the time. Like I fucking hated it when I moved there, you know? And yeah, uh, as you know, my best friends are there and I got a lot of people who will say like fair, you know, small town living is a great place uh, or a great thing. And it's a great way to raise a kid. And my, my thought is, well, yeah, I get what you're saying, but not if you're not from there. Yeah, I would. There's, you know, there's positives and negatives to every situation sure. that you're in. Um, personally, not for me. Yeah. Um, I just, just again, prior, you know, first 16 years of my life were not in this little bubble. So to yeah. all of a sudden end up in a little tiny bubble was not a good fit for me, but. I, I understand why our parents did it. And I, sure. you know, I think it was a good move for them. And I just used it as like motivation to, you know, get out, get mm-hmm. through college and like go do something else, you know? Um, Absolutely. So that's how, that's how I used it. Um, met some really great people who I still to keep in touch with, but also, you know, had a, a ton of headaches and, uh, just uncomfortable situations that I did not enjoy. And I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, look, I'm open on it, right? Like it's, it's not easy. Like Minnesota is not an easy, like it's a, it's a good size state. And I, to me, I am, I have fallen. I I love the state, right? I've fallen in love with it, but that took time and a lot Mm -hmm. of really strong relationships here prior to doing that because Man, when you're, my welcome was, hey, everybody wants to beat you up. Um, God bless Charlie. Yeah, you know what I mean, and like you know, God bless Club Teen, right? Um, yeah. It it it's, it was just it was a rude awakening, and like that's not something. Not that you don't get picked on in big cities, you definitely do. Um, but it see it feels very much more under a microscope or put up on the big screen in a small town when like you're the only new kid for four years. Right. And, 
it's hard to get past. And thankfully, I had time to get past it and develop an appreciation for it and come to enjoy and, you know, really love Fairmont for what it was. So that's why I was just curious, like, from your perspective, like, not having that time to truly get there, you know, like, what your thoughts were. And that's that, that's super awesome that you took it as, like, motivation of, all right, this is where I'm, this is what I want to do and where I want to go next, you know, yeah, using it as a and stepping I, stone type thing. I will say, um, especially over the last like 10 years, right? Like I, I would say 15 years. I very much appreciate that mom's still there, you know, that she lives in a city where everybody knows her and God forbid anything happened, people would jump in and help. You know what I mean? Cause that's what you don't get in a big city. No. And like, when dad was ill, um, the outpouring of support, you know, like the, when his dads and his when his dads, when his father died, when his brothers passed away, like he would get cards in the mail from people that just knew who he was and knew his brothers. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I love it for that, you know? And like I said, I love it that mom is in a place where I know that she's so safe, but, um, for sure. so I've, I've come to appreciate that side of it. Absolutely. Um, but I know that that is not necessarily for me. So, yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah. once you're a part of the community, once you have those bonds, yeah, though, right. that's, there's probably no better place to live at yeah. any stage in your life. But being mm-hmm. thrown into those situations uh, is very difficult, uh, especially yeah. for 16 uh, year old girls. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that. I, <laughs> Girls yeah, are just so don't tough. do that to Jocelyn. Yeah, God no. Uh, well, dude, I, I mean, honestly, those things—that's the shit that goes through my mind—is just knowing, like, even not even like moving to a small town, but say like an opportunity came up and she is that age and Jack's that age, right? Like, shit, is that you know knowing what we went through? Is that something I'm going to want to do to my children? Um, and it's definitely something I'll think about very, very, very yeah. hard you know, um, yeah. just based on our experience. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned, right. Like moving there, Justin was not even one, right. We're, Oh, I will. Okay. Can I, can I backtrack? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. So just about good memories. Yeah. I would, I would, I would say like, if not at the top of the list, maybe right under the danger zone, but maybe over danger zone would be um, probably when Justin was born and when he was a baby. For sure. I yeah. thought that was like just such a cool experience to have like at that age. Cause I, I don't remember when you were born very well. I, I was three, what? you know, I just, I couldn't hold you cause you were so big. <laughs> I thought that That's was like on the news so and well giant, documented. You were this toddler that came home. <laughs> Here's the 13 pound baby or 12 pound baby. Hold it, three yeah, year old. I, mean, I weighed all of 25 pounds, so like I could, you literally would squish me. Um, so yeah, but no, I just like having a baby in the house like was just so cool. Like I, you know, like he was just such a chill baby. We got so lucky with him. Yeah, um, and he was so fun. Like as he would like grow up and learn stuff and um, giggle and be responsive, and it was just really cool just having having him in our life and like kind of you know bringing us back together because that's kind of one of those eight that's 
I was, you were 12, I was 15. That's like kind of one of those ages where you kind of go in your own direction. And like, he really, having him around just really kind of made us like all stick together, which I thought was really neat. hundred percent, hundred percent. Coupled in with we're moving, right? And yeah. um, I think that that definitely made everybody a lot tighter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like rally up and, you know, this is our family type shit, right? And this, this is what, is right because it wasn't we didn't move to fairmont and things were great yeah for granted you know we you know we lived in my grandpa's we lived in our grandfather's house uh mom struggled to find a job right like eventually did but it took time again you know mm-hmm. it took time to become a part of that community uh wholly but as you mentioned right like the memory of you know good memory of having justin right so this is going to drop yeah. on february 27th no way, his birthday. <laughs> Correct, his birthday. So, I love it. Uh, what what will he be? 31? 31, yep. So, 31 years ago today when you're listening to this, what were you and I doing? We were um, <laughs> watching Spanish cartoons in the waiting area at what is now Banner Desert Samaritan Hospital in Mesa, Arizona, off of Dobson and Baseline. <laughs> yep. We're stuck in the waiting room, uh, waiting on this kid to get... The- we left the house at, what, 2 a.m.? Yeah. They're and all- he wasn't born until 8 p.m. They're all goddamn day. Um, in the yeah. waiting room, essentially by ourselves. Couldn't change the channel. So we were watching <laughs> no. Spanish cartoons, uh, like the the... What sticks in my mind is the Spanish Lucky Charms commercial. Yes. <laughs> right? And, like, you know, how we knew it said, like, they're magically delicious. But then it's, like, you know, something, something delicioso. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like, I couldn't get it out of my head for days. And then at one point we got so bored. Do you remember making each other pass out? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we, were, we would bend over and hyperventilate. Yep. Um, as as hard as you could, and then stand up, cross your arms, and somebody push on your chest. And I mean, lights out, folks. You yeah. you want a fun trip? Like do that uh, for a couple hours, and yeah, that'll pass some time. <laughs> I mean, hey, if we're gonna do anything stupid, it's best to do it in a hospital. So might as well, might as well <laughs> stick your head out the door. Uh, somebody not waking up in here. <laughs> we get a nurse. Yeah, but then he came. Like you said, right? Uh, obviously, totally changed our world. Um, yes. I think, you know, I'm guessing, I don't know, I never really had the conversation, but I'm guessing like the vast, the big reason why we went there instead of back to Colorado was because of Justin. Yeah, probably. I could, and, I could see that. And not wanting to, I think dad didn't want to like, do that with a newborn, right? Like move around the country all the time. Like kind of wanted to like put roots down and stay put. And then obviously like his mom had just died and his dad's all, you know, his dad was by himself Mm -hmm. and, or was for all of three weeks. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, then event, you know, so that's why, you know, it's part of, it's a big reason why we went back to, to Minnesota, but, um, or, to not back to but why we moved to minnesota 
Because wasn't Colorado was on the table, wasn't it? I never knew about that. But really? it wouldn't have surprised me because I knew that I knew that dad had like stayed in touch with everyone in that business. So that wouldn't have shocked me at all. I again, one of those conversations I wish I could have had with him before he passed away. Um, I didn't know about that, but I wouldn't doubt that. I, well, I remember, uh, and this is me. I think I told it at Justin's wedding. Like when I found out he was pregnant or they were Mm -hmm. pregnant, uh, Mm -hmm. hiding behind the couch, right. I was playing hide and seek, uh, by myself. And mom was supposed to find me, but she didn't know we were playing. Um, And I overheard conversations all the time, which now that I have a son, uh, he is so interested in the shit we're saying. Like, he wants to be a part of all the adult conversations. It is wild. And I realized, man, I was such that kid as well. Yeah, no, Jen, Jen talked about that when she was on and I was, I just thought that was so funny. I'm like, oh my God, like that's, I feel like that's how we were too. hundred percent. Um, and so I wasn't like spying just overheard, but yeah, he, he had gone, he had interviewed, he went back to Denver and interviewed back there mm-hmm. essentially to get that, the job he had in Denver back, um, yeah. or, you know does he go back to Minnesota and start the business? And, you know, obviously yeah. he chose the business, decided to do that, you know, so on and so yeah. forth. And the rest is history. But yeah, I, I feel like that was a big part of that decision. Obviously never had that conversation. That's one of those things. It's just like, fuck, that's the shit I miss, man. Like not being able yeah, to like same. learn <laughs> those things and, and find out, um, you know, some of the whys, right. And some of the thinking behind some things. Um, but like, what was that year like for you guys back in Arizona without dad and I, and I say year, I went in October right after Halloween. Um, and then I don't remember when you came up. I'm assuming in June ish, July ish. Yeah. Mom had to finish her year of school. Um, and then we, so I remember we came to visit y'all at Christmas that year. Yes. We went to Rochester for the basketball tournament mm-hmm. and I had never felt cold like that in my entire life. I thought I was going to die. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, and then obviously we moved after school was over. So that was like probably like, I mean, school ends early there. So it's probably, we probably moved at like end of May, but I don't remember sure. the exact timeline, but it was weird because it was, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was just weird without you guys, you know, yeah. it was just mom and I. And, um, at that point I was just doing, I wasn't dancing at the studio anymore. I was just doing, um, high school dance. I was in the advanced class. So I did that like half a day. And then I did, I was in cheerleading at that point as well. So mm-hmm. like that was different. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was just, it was just weird. Cause it was like just relying on a lot of other people to get me where I needed to go. Cause I couldn't drive yet. Um, so I don't know. It was just, it was, it was just weird. And then it was just, it, the other weird thing was just, just cause I really loved life at that point. And then knowing that it was all going to change was like kind of depressing as well. <laughs> For sure. It was just strange. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was weird in Minnesota. I'll tell you that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
eating the same thing all week. It had to be weird. A lot of tater tot casserole or hot dish, whatever <laughs> you want to fucking call it. Um, it shit got old, uh, to say the least, right? Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely weird because I, I don't know about you prior to that. I didn't really talk to dad much as a yeah. kid. Like it was, I just always talked to mom. A lot of the conversations I had like were sports related dish. Uh, and are you even trying, <laughs> you know, type conversations, not in a bad way, but you know, just like a lot of coaching and like, you know, do it like this, yeah. you know, shit like that. Right. Um, yeah. You know, we'd go to car shows, we'd watch, you know, those things. But a lot of the memories were just kind of like being together, not necessarily a conversation. So then it was just him and I. It's like, well, how was your day? <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, and like they. He was a man of few words. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely, you know, they were some quiet nights especially yeah. then man like you know he was just grinding um yeah. so we didn't have a chance to really like we didn't talk a lot about it right he cuz nobody wants to talk to their son about the grind and the struggle you know um mm -hmm. yeah i don't know did you, so did you guys talk a lot prior to that or when you got up there i don't know right i'm just curious Me like what, yeah like what your all's relationship was like at that age no it was it was very similar to yours um i'm just trying to recall um definitely i mean was closer to mom obviously but mm -hmm. i always knew that like i always knew that like if i thought i was in trouble but i knew i needed help that i could go to dad Mm -hmm. And it's not that I wouldn't get in trouble or he wouldn't be mad at some point, but like, I knew he would like help me. You know sure. what I mean? Like totally. if, I, if something happened. Um, <clears throat> so there were like, there was like a safety net, if you will there. Um, yeah. Whereas. I feel like mom might listen to this. So I'm going to say this as delicately as well, I can. For sure. would. You guys were like with, at each other's throats. With mom, it would be like just this big blow up. For sure. Like, I mean, I, like, just because we're very similar. And yeah. I, I know that about myself today. Like, and my husband would tell you, you know, if something happens, I am going to fly off the handle. And you need to give me, you need to let me get to 10 and then come back down to about a two and then we'll talk about it. But that, there's like 15 minutes in between there, right? Yeah. And like, I know that about myself. But like, back then, when I was that age, that just didn't exist because both, both mom and I would fly off the handle and then we'd just scream at each other and yeah. then it would be terrible. So, yeah. And then dad would always be the one to come in and, you know, like talk sense into both of us. So for sure, for yeah. sure. I remember just like standing there watching you guys go at it, just being like, yes, <laughs> this is, this is what I need. Right. It's like, <laughs> Some deflection. <laughs> I need to stop feeling like I'm the one getting in trouble all the time. Even though I know, like, you had it significantly harder than I did. Um, and then Justin, they were just like, hey, what's up, man? They're like, oh, he's still alive? <laughs> Winning. <laughs> they 
or like his friend. And it's like, what the fuck is that? Right. Uh, and I, I would, on that note, I would like to say that I never said that you guys were murderers. I just said you got away with a lot more shit than I ever could have gotten away with. For sure. No, I, I totally acknowledge it. Like I know yeah. I did. Um, I mean, one of my favorite examples that I tell people, um, was when I was in college and I had brought a girlfriend home. Oh yes. And you were engaged. Who shall remain nameless, but yes. Yes. You were engaged to be married and we were all there. Oh wait, um, no, no. I was living with this person. Yes. We I'm, were living together in Texas. Correct. Yes. You're, yeah. you're in Texas. You're engaged. You have, you guys own a home together. Um, all of those things, right? I'm in college with a girlfriend that they've never met before. Um, that guy, your fiance, has to sleep on the couch. You're in your no, room. No, I let him sleep in the bed because he was way taller. Okay. And yeah. I slept on the couch. But mom and dad made you two sleep in separate rooms. Meanwhile, I and my girlfriend were in the same room. <laughs> yes. Yep, and I had to sleep with Justin downstairs. Which made zero sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great example. I forgot about that. <laughs> that makes zero sense. Um, yeah, and then, like, you know, I had a curfew. Justin really didn't. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know if mine was much different than yours, but just here, like, talking to Justin and his friends and, like, mom running them pizza rolls at 2 a.m., and they're just oh my God. hammered drunk. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, I got a minor in college, and Dad didn't talk to me for three months. Yeah, I didn't drink in high school. I was too scared. Um, Same. And I wasn't really into it, to be honest with you. And I didn't run around with a lot of people that did it anyway, so it wasn't really a thing. But um, just wasn't, yeah, it just wasn't on the radar back then. Yeah. And I, And the other thing is, I knew that if I did, it would just be horrible. And I didn't want to put up with it. <laughs> I didn't want to deal with it. So, yeah, I thought that whole thing would go away in college. Nope, it did not. <laughs> it did not. So I learned to not tell them that I would get in trouble at college, uh, and <laughs> things went uh, things went swimmingly after that. Yeah. Um, no, like. I, I feel like, you know, obviously we're talking about dad, right? Like we mm -hmm. lost him. It is obviously awful. Um, it's no fun. I've talked about it a lot, right? Like what, and, you know, honest, and I, part of doing this is talking to my friends, family, and so on and so forth. I talked about it with Justin. Like Justin and I really never talk about it. You mm -hmm. and I for sure have really never talked about it. Like, how did that, I mean, other than, like, you know, mom's trying to get us to go to therapy, you know, that bullshit, and we'd, like, be frustrated about it. Like, what was, how did that, like, impact you other than it sucks? Right. Um, you know, what, did you, like, go a direction? Uh, obviously, I went, like, full-on self-destruct mode. You know, did you did you kind of channel that in a way or... I don't know. I'm just curious, like, what your thoughts are or how you handle sure. it as best so, you can. So we're, what, eight? It'll be nine years this summer. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, in retrospect, um, I will say that one of the biggest regrets I will ever have in life is the fact that I lived so far away when all that was going on. And I really couldn't be there to support any of you guys, you know, um, mm-hmm. but it makes me like really sad to think about all the time I missed out on with dad. Right. Sure. Um, and for me living, you know, cause I lived in Baltimore at the time when he got like really ill mm-hmm. and um, you and Justin had a different perspective on it. Right. Cause you were there and you could go visit him on the weekends and like, you kind of saw it. Right. But I really didn't really didn't know it was as bad as it was until it got really close to the end. Um, and then it was just, that, that was like the, the, like the horrific part for me. Like I, I remember comparing like a picture of, I think it was mom's birthday. I think it was mom's birthday where Jackson is sitting on dad's lap and you're on one side of him and Justin's on the other side. And then those like little chunky Jackson sitting in the middle on the swing in the backyard. Do you remember that photo? Yeah. It's framed in my house. Okay. So I remember, I remember seeing that, like that picture was mom's birthday in early April. Yep. And then the next photo that I saw of dad was on father's day. And that was when he could like barely get off the couch and like had no hair and weighed Mm -hmm. 80 pounds. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like for me in 90 days for him to age 30 years was just like, like, I just, I like freaked out. You know what I mean? And like, I know that you guys saw it too, but you, you, it wasn't, I don't think it was as drastic for you. Um, and I know that, and I understand like why mom and dad didn't want to tell us things were as bad as they were. I get it. Um, but in retrospect, I wish that, that they would have been a little bit more truthful with us because I would have made different choices in my life to spend more time with my family. You know what I mean? Not that I could have afforded mm-hmm. to come back every other week, but I would have made an effort to, to, you know, to fly back more than, you know, at the end of life, you know, I just, for sure. I didn't know how bad it was. For um, sure. So for me, that was like traumatic from that aspect. Um, <clears throat> I would say it brought us closer together as a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause none of us had ever been through something like that. Um, Obviously, you feel, you know, felt terrible for mom because this is, they're supposed to be going into, like, their golden years, right? Everything they worked so hard for that they wanted to enjoy, now she's doing it by herself, you know? And I feel, I hate that for her. And I sincerely hope that she finds someone to spend, you know, the next chapter in her life with because I don't, I just, I just don't, I don't want her to be alone, you know? Um, And then I I feel really bad for Justin, too, because he really didn't get you know, he got the least amount of time with dad, you know? Yeah, so, sure. um, it, that like crushes me, mm-hmm. uh, just cause he didn't, he never got to see like the friend side of dad, you right. know, like, whereas you and I got a little bit of that yep. and, Absolutely. um, he, he saw that with us. He got to see that dynamic with you and I and, you know, our dad, but he didn't get that himself. I don't think necessarily. Right. Plus, right. you know, he had like a front row seat, to watch dad's treatment because he got all that done over in Sioux Falls for the most part. So, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. And, you know, having a, the death of a close family member obviously changes you and like makes you look at life a little differently. And 
I like to think that I became a better human being out of it. Um, mm-hmm. And you said you went into the whole self-destruction thing. I, I went through a, a phase of that for sure. Like I remember after, I think I was, what I was gone for what, two and a half weeks, like just before he passed away and then the funeral and then like, you know, coming back to Baltimore, I was gone for a while. Um, and I remember I was like, I was drinking like, a bottle plus of wine every night. And then like two weeks into that, I was just like, I could not control my emotions. And I was like, Oh my God, I cannot, I can't do this. I cannot live like this. Like I, I, it was bad enough where I was, I was drunk. Right. And I was sitting on my couch, like falling apart. And I was like, okay, you need to make some changes in your life. <laughs> you know? sure. Like sure. I just realized that this was not a good situation for me. Um, and I really threw myself back into CrossFit and all the healthy shit that I was, you yeah. know, doing before all that right. started. Um, and that kind of became my outlet. So, yeah. and I stuck with that for, I don't do it. I don't do CrossFit anymore because I'm too old. My body's falling apart, but I still, I still make like fitness and nutrition and all that shit a priority sure. because it's, it's a method of control for me. And I think the thing that I felt the most when all that was happening with dad is I had no control over anything. Yeah. So that is how I channel that uh, energy and frustration. Even, even like in today's life, like if something isn't going right, I'm like, well, this may be out of my hands, but this is something I can do for myself. So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know what? God, you said so many things there <laughs> um, <laughs> that I want to touch on. No, I mean, that that's good, right? Like, you know, I, I would just say it was, as big of a shock to us as it was to you, to you, honest to God, Jen. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw him more for sure, but for 20 months after, you know, his diagnosis, he was relatively fine. Yeah, he was good. Um, and I remember having a conversation with you once, like we were talking about it and you were like, I feel like something ain't right. Like some like, why the fuck are we still talking about his leg, you know, or, or something yeah. along those lines. Right. And so that picture that day, like literally after that photo was taken, everybody went inside. And I was like, dad, Jen, Jennifer's worried. Like what the fuck is going on? Why are we still dealing with your, with your fucking leg? Like that was supposed to be the least of our concerns. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I just said Tina behind you. Yeah, Tina just walked in. You know, that was supposed to be the least of our concerns, right? Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, what what are we doing here? Like, why are you still struggling with this? He's like, well, there's one more treatment. Um, If that doesn't work, we'll just cut it off. I was like, okay. Like, sorry to hear that. Um, But good to know. And, you know, when I pressed him and I was like, is there anything else I need to know? Like, that Jennifer and I need to know. Right? You don't want to tell Justin, fine. You know what I mean? Like, and I was pushing him hard on it and still didn't get anything out of it. And then we hadn't been back either. And then I show up for, I, I don't know if it was Father's Day or Mother's Day. I forget which comes first. So, yeah, you know, we go back and, you know, we see him. He looks like Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Oh, my God, exactly. And, you know, in my head, I'm just... I'm pissed. I am 
I'm mad at the world instantly. Yeah, I was like so mad. Like, how do you not, you know, and he, dad, he tried to apologize for it, you know, when he was in hospice, just saying, I'm sorry, I didn't, you know, he tried to say, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you. At least that's what I got out of it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm not, I'm not bitter about it anymore. I was, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Anger is like my first emotion. Uh, <laughs> that comes to mind anytime like something goes wrong. Uh, it's probably a sign of something else. I'm sure a psychologist would say, but you know, I I've learned from it. Right. And it, to me now it's like, man, I'm going to be an advocate for anybody who's in a situation anywhere nearly close to this, right. To, to make sure you're at appointments to be there to, you know, to encourage, to, uh, make sure you're in the know and, you know, keep them moving in the right direction. Uh, not that he gave up, but it definitely like felt like the, the lack of telling us and, you know, trying to keep things from us with respect to that was they knew it was worse than it, or he knew it was worse than he let on and he didn't want to let us know, which is super frustrating. As you said, right. You missed out on things. Same, same. I'd have been there. I'd have been there every fucking weekend. Yeah. I am. What you said about advocating for like people that are going through something like that. Like every time I hear about a friend whose parent is ill or anything like that. And I always tell them my first thing is I'm like, Hey, I know you're not asking, but I'm telling you go to the doctor with them as much as you can, because I've even been, in situations with my husband where like, you know, he just had major neck surgery and like he hears one thing and I hear something different, you know? I mean, so same. If nothing for, if for nothing else, like go so that you both like hear different stuff and like have the full picture, you know? Totally. But yes, a hundred percent agree when, with that. Like when I you went cannot be there shit. enough when that's happening. No. And like knowing dad, it, <laughs> It was, it was presented to him and I guarantee, um, he didn't want to think of like, you know, his dad lived to 101. Yeah. He he was also going to live to 101 who gives a fuck what some doctor tells me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, versus, you know, the doctor saying like, here's the situation, you know, and taking it all in. Cause like having been in that situation when, first doctor that told me you got leukemia i like fucking blacked out i didn't listen to it i didn't listen to another word that came out of that doctor's mouth right thank god jen was there because she started asking all the questions and started pushing and are you sure will it you sure it can't be this can we do more tests you know so on and so forth and she became my advocate advocate because i sure i couldn't be in that situation Mm -hmm. um you know, because I got a baby, I, you know, I got two babies. <laughs> I shouldn't say, uh, yeah. I had two, right? And like, so that's, yeah. I just immediately like blacked the fuck out and was like, I don't hear English. I'm not even really hearing sounds at this point. Um, yeah. You know, so I can imagine he probably went through the same thing. So yeah, you know, like that's what I learned was just like be, be an advocate for people in those situations because shit is crazy. And like the mind does so much 
in those moments that you you need somebody else to kind of like jar you out of it um yeah but not that you know not that I want to go down like that whole path like of oh no what was us you know it, it's more like man you know we're talking about you know are you even trying on the golf course right like what are some <laughs> of your more like fonder memories of dad like from growing up that like really like shaped you made you appreciate his ridiculously dry sense of humor you name it right like anything you yeah. want to like throw out there like I, I would love to hear because I'm sure you you have stories about him that I don't know and vice versa so I mean I the first one that comes to mind is the the day I graduated from high school he gave me a necklace I don't know if you've I don't you probably don't remember, but it looks like this gold, this gold like squiggle and it has two diamonds at the end of it. Um, and he gave it to me and he said, he said, I bought this. He was, cause that's when, before I was born, they were living in Atlanta and he was traveling. I don't know where he was, but he was at some, he was at some jewelry mart and he bought this necklace before I was born back when they didn't know what the baby was like, didn't know the gender before the baby came along. Right. So they didn't know I was going to be a girl and he bought it. And he said he was either going to give it to me if I was a girl or he was giving it to mom. Right. But he bought this necklace like two week, week or two before I was born and like, but he was going to give it to someone. He just didn't know when. So I came out, I'm a girl and hey, he saved it until I graduated from high school. Yeah. And he gave me this necklace on the day of high school graduation and he, he gave it to me. He told me that story. And I was just like dumbfounded. And he goes, he, and the other thing he said is, he goes, and the next man that gives you diamonds, they need to be bigger than the two that are in this necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like a cool story. So um, For sure. I love that. And I will, I will probably, I will leave that to Jocelyn like when I die. Cause I feel like that should stay in the family. <laughs> that's, fucking, that's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, and I and I, I have some other stupid memories, like, which brings up a, a an interesting thing, right? Like, after he passed, we're going through shit, um, you know, going through his dresser, going through things, uh, and Justin and I, you know, I open a, a dresser drawer and it's. All things Jennifer. <laughs> I heard. I heard you talk about this. Yes. <laughs> um, to include a book, right? That that you know why dads need little girls, and he he wrote in it. Like, how cool was that for you to get that stuff or see that? Oh my god! It was that was like um, it was super emotional. Um, I can't imagine. I I mean, I just like bawled. Um, and actually, honestly, like having listened to your podcast when you were talking about that, um, actually bought you and Justin a copy of that book since you guys have girls and I was going to send it to you, uh, I don't know at some point, but, um, I just, I we'll wanted you to have a little piece of that and I was going to copy like the little letter that dad put in there just so that they could have, so that you and your kids could have like some of his handwriting. Um, but yeah, that was like. 
I've had a couple of instances where like I've had pieces of dad come back like years after I thought they were gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Another situation is a post-it note that I found that was in a box that he and mom sent me when I lived in Baltimore from Christmas, 2012, no, 2011. They had sent me this Christmas gift and that was the year. That, I don't know if you ever remember, remember my friend Lori um, from Houston. She died on Christmas day. And mm-hmm. so like Christmas day that year for me, it was very traumatic and I didn't open any gifts and I just, you know, drank wine all day and like went to sleep. Um, <laughs> apparently that's my coping mechanism. Hey. Um, hey. So I didn't, um, I just, you know, I didn't open my Christmas present. I didn't do any of that. I was, you know, mom and dad. And then her funeral was a couple of days later. So like I actually flew back to Houston and like did all that. Yeah. And um, mom had called my roommate at the time, Carrie, and she was like, and Carrie knew what was going on and everything. And so I had come home from something and like Carrie made a big deal. She's like, you need to open this gift from your family. They really want you to open it, blah, 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 blah. So, so we opened it and like, she made it really cool, but there was a note inside the box from 2011 that said, be sure to look all the way to the bottom. Love ya, dad and mom, you know, cause he always signed everything. Love ya, dad. Yeah. Or, you know, that's how he yeah. signed every, he would type the letter, but he would sign it. He would hand sign it. For sure. Um, you couldn't read so that was writing. in Baltimore when I lived with Carrie and I moved and I know I threw the thing away. I knew I threw the box away and I moved from that house in Baltimore to another house in Baltimore to an apartment in Nebraska, to a house in Nebraska, to Texas with my, my first house in Texas with my husband. And when I was, op- I was opening random boxes and I kid you not that post-it note was sitting in a box when I got to Texas. It was like right on the top. It was crazy. And I know that I didn't have it anymore. And I was just like, are you shitting me? (laughs) So I just like, to me, I took that as a sign of approval from him with what I was doing with my life. And the fact that it like came back, but yeah, yeah, I mean, but, and I, I say, I told you that like super long ass story just to say that like, I will never forget those moments. Like when mom sent me that book, like, I mean, I just like sat in the middle of the hallway and just cried, you know, like it was, it was very necessary and it just meant a whole lot to me. And as a dad to a daughter, um, I will also tell you that when I was in school, dad would send me a letter every week, like in college. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause like, you don't ever get mail. And did he do that for you? Did he send you stuff? Yeah, but it was always like about my taxes. <laughs> well, yeah, there were those letters too. But he would try to send me something like once a week so that I had something yeah. to pull out of the like little mail cube, right? Um and so and he would always say, he would always save it like he would always it would be typed cuz he had terrible handwriting, which I have inherited. I think you've inherited it as well. For sure. Yeah. Um and then he would but he would sign it love ya, dad, you know. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's just been like, that has been like a constant reminder of him. And yeah. I know we talk about the fact that someday you, Justin and I are going to go get tattoos together in memory of dad. And like, that would be my tattoo would be that mm-hmm. signature. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, he sent, he would send me shit too. Uh, it was never like, uh, it's sentimental now, understandably, mm-hmm. uh, just because, yeah, that's super cool that he would take the time to do that. Um, but it was always just really dumb. Like I, I shouldn't say dumb stuff, but just 
hey, did you see this? Uh, Joe Maurer went for, you know, three for four, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Dad, I got the internet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but. So, so you do, but when I was in college, that correct. was back when the internet was, like, just invented. So, yep, like, that, I know. like, email was not a thing when I was in school, which is fucking yeah, yeah. insane to talk about. Absolutely. It wasn't, you Absolutely. know, like. Absolutely didn't exist yeah you know and so like justin and i you know uh good bad whatever um but you know like we didn't get those that uh i don't even know what you call it i don't want to say love he loved us it's a different way um but it's it is different and having a son and a daughter it's different i totally understand it right but seeing i remember when i saw that book and i like i was like i opened the drawer I see all the shit you ever gave him. I wish I could have seen some of that. <laughs> um, and I'm just like, whoa. And I see the book and I open it up and then I see just this, you know, I see Jennifer and in, in a huge letter and I immediately shut it. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> fuck. You know, like I, a, I can't read it for a, a hundred reasons. You know, most importantly, it's not for me, but I just remember like that, that moment, just even seeing that after the fact impacted me immensely, right? In that you've got this communication from him at some point in his life from beyond, right? That was like this super heartfelt thing. And it's part of the genesis of this. And, you know, I, you know when my kids were born, I bought leather you know a leather bound notebook and every year on their birthday i write them a letter that's awesome if i survive if i make it you know i'll give it to them when they're married right like that's kind of my thought if i don't um they're gonna find it one day in a box and they'll be able to read it uh obviously they'll be able to listen to this be able to hear this you know hear the stories the thoughts right because i don't because and a lot of it on you know it's a, it's a it's a tinge of jealousy right i don't have something like that right i don't have a a moment like that where you know dad like said that stuff and i and i don't know what i don't know what's in there maybe he was like hey super cool to have you as a daughter go I wish you were a professional golfer really regret taking you to interlocking. I have no idea if that's what it said or not. Right. Like, but in my head, <laughs> I'm trying to make this lighthearted in my head. Like I can only imagine like how, because I have a daughter, right? Like I can only imagine yeah. how emotional and heartfelt that was, uh, coming from him. And, you know, and I don't have something like that. And so it's just, it, it there's jealous. There's, you know, I, wistful wishful thinking there i wish i had something like that and i want to make sure that like my kids have something like that so that they know man i know i was i know i got on you jackson about chewing with your mouth open <laughs> but which was a dad thing along with biting your fork oh god we can get into the table you remember when he kicked us off the table we were laughing and, her, and we had to go like into the bathroom and then it wasn't funny anymore yeah, he's like, you guys can't and come out. Came back, it was funny again. Yeah, he's like, you cannot come out until you stop fucking laughing at the dinner table. 
<laughs> Minus the swear words. <laughs> I mean, he was he was a hardo on 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 manners, right? But you know, yeah. it, it, that's the thing. It's like, hey, man, I know I'm hard on you for like chewing on chewing your mouth open, but like, you're my fucking world, right? Like, and you yeah. have changed my <laughs> life immensely and immeasurably, and I need you to know that. And I'm going to do everything I can while I'm here so that you do know that. But in the event something terrible happens, I want you to have shit from beyond, you know, that yeah. you can go back to over and over again and, you know, read, listen to whatever that may be and get a piece of me. Um, Cause it's not easy. Uh, do you remember it's super random and I am totally changing the subject here. That's good. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of like hilarious dad shit. Did he ever spank you? Yes. He did? Yes. When and why? Because I have one instance. For you when he spanked you? Yeah. So I don't remember what I did. Okay. I do not remember. All I remember is mom saying, you just wait till your dad gets home. (laughs) And I think... It's because she was pregnant with you and she could, I was hiding under that giant ass table that they still have. Oh yeah. I was hiding under that table in New Jersey and she couldn't pull me out of there cause she was giant. Cause she had a beach ball. Yeah. She literally couldn't get on the floor and like yank my two year old ass out or a three year old ass out from under the table. Yeah. So she <laughs> told me, she's like, just wait till your dad gets home. And I was like, and I stayed there. I don't know how long I stayed there, but it was it was until dad got home. And sure enough, he pulls me out of, from under the table. Yeah. I, I, to this day, don't know what I did, but that was the first and only spanking I ever got. Yeah. Yep. Do you remember mine? It was in Colorado. No. Okay. Um, Wait. Does this have to do with swearing? No. Nudity. Okay, because that that was the only other time I ever got in serious trouble. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, we were fucking around. Like, you and I were, like, chasing each other or fighting in some form or fashion. Dad was sitting in his recliner watching TV. <laughs> the orange recliner. Yeah. And uh, that, like, staircase mm-hmm. in the center of the house, you mm-hmm. can see it from all over. Right. And yeah, it was open from the first floor to the bottom. Yeah, and I was. Yeah. you were like, you had done something to me, and I had done something to you, and I had like just done something to you, and I was running away, and I was on this, and like you didn't. We were like playing hi- a game of like hide and seek and tag or some something along those lines, and you were over by dad, and I had like gotten you or something, and then you didn't know where I went, and I was on the stairs when you saw me, and I pulled my pants down and I mooned you. <laughs> And I was four years old (laughs) and dad was in that orange, that recliner kicked back. And that thing made a lot of noise when it would recline and and then decline. And you you put that thing in and all I hear is the click, 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 click. Right. And he's like (laughs) shutting it down. And like four steps later, he's got me, you know, he just reaches out like, you know, go, go gadget arms. Just yes. out of nowhere, snatches me up. We don't, you know, like we don't do that. Yeah, it's just like, man, 
fucking, you know, like now, I mean, it, what's hilarious is my kids are run around naked all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, I showed my sister my butt. Who cares? You know, I'm four years old. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, uh, he got me good. Uh, and I was like, all right, well, guess I won't moon my sister anymore. Yeah, so <laughs> also in Colorado, um, I had a friend who had a, a sister that was four years older than than us. Yeah. And we were over at her house one day, and her sister taught us swear words. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't know what any of it meant. I had no idea what anything meant. And I got home, and... You and I were, again, our bedrooms were, there was that corner mm-hmm. where there was, like, my room, then your room, and, like, we just go back and forth, like, messing with each other, and you had did something, you had done something, and then I did something, and I went back to your, I, I don't know, we'd, we'd probably done this for, God, we were annoying children, but, um, anyway, and then I went and I, like, pounded on your door, I pounded on your door for, like, a long time, and you finally opened the door, <laughs> And I yelled at you. I go, oh yeah, Jeff. And you're like, what? And I go, fuck. <laughs> and I was in third grade. Again, I heard, I heard this giant, these steps coming up the stairs. Just. And the next thing I know, my there's something around my ankle, and it's pulling me towards the stairs. And I'm, I have, like, carpet burn. He pulled me towards the stairs so fast. And he grabs me by the shoulders. And he <laughs> yells at me. And he's like, don't you ever say that word in this house or ever again. And I was just, <laughs> and, like, you know how Dad got when he was, like, really oh, serious? Yeah. Like, there's, he'd spit a little bit. And I, like, my, like, nine-year-old self was just, I would, like, I immediately started crying. And his his parents were visiting us at the time, I remember. I was so embarrassed. Because shortly after that, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember this, but um, Grandma Amanda went in the hospital. Do you remember that? When she had, um, like, that Breast intestinal cancer. disease? Oh, no. No, she had that intestinal disease. Yeah, I did not remember And she that. was in the hospital in Colorado for, like, three weeks. And they had to cut out, like, two-thirds of her intestines. Anyways, but his parents were there, and that was just before that happened. And that was at, like, 2 p.m. I did not get to come out of my room until the next morning. Yeah. 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 And I didn't say the F word around my parents for probably 20 years after that. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) And I remember, I remember, like, the day after he came and talked to me because he was like, hey. I just want you to know that's a terrible word to say. You just can't use it. And I, I like, honestly, I didn't even know what it was. I like literally did not know. And he, he knew that. And like, he could tell that I legit didn't have any idea what I did, but like still just don't ever do it again ever. So when you think about like the context it was using, Oh yeah, Jeff, what? Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> like that makes zero sense right you're just repeating None. something you heard i totally get that contrast it to uh my son has sworn twice in perfect context 
and I recognize that I need to control my my swearing a little more. <laughs> You've heard those, right? I did. My yes. favorite is when um, he asked Jen if uh, she wanted him to go fuck him up. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, in my head, uh, I gave the Dwight Schrute, you know, from the office. Yeah. You know, I, I'm like, <laughs> you fucking get him, Jack. Don't let anybody fuck with her. Right. Like, that's what's going through my head. Um, but, you know, you have to be a parent. And you're like, hey, now. Let's right. uh, let's not say that. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, I like your intention, but there's better language we can use, son. But inside, <laughs> I am jumping up and down. I'm doing cartwheels, ju- you know, pom poms, confetti. Everything's going off because it was the perfect use of the word. You know, yeah. he nailed it. He nailed it. He understood it. Um, but then there's a realization ten minutes later. Man, he really knows what that word means because uh, he's used it twice in two different contexts and knows and like they were both spot on well i mean to be fair that word can be a noun can be a verb can be an adjective like there's a lot of it can be many parts of speech so 100 percent, yeah yeah and he hasn't used it incorrectly yet so <laughs> When he uses it incorrectly, I'm gonna I'm going to like get on him. I'd be like, hey man, if you're gonna swear, it better be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Absolutely. Oh man. Well this I mean, this is this has been fun. I I, I hey, we gotta spend like five, ten minutes, whatever you want, uh, really just talking about the bluick. Oh my god. And the just the tank that that thing was. So I'll let you like, kind of like give a little bit of a, a background on this thing. Oh, the if Bluick. you want, otherwise I will, I'll dive into it. No. So the Bluick was, um, my first car. She was a 1983 Buick Skylark baby blue. Hence the name Bluick. You gave her that name to be fair. I didn't come up with it. You did. It um, <laughs> got her, a little old lady. Yeah, little old lady. Dad had carried her insurance. She passed away, or she like she stopped driving, so he bought the car from her for like a thousand bucks. Um, it had like twelve thousand miles on it. Oh my god! Yeah, like she. <laughs> I mean, well, she lived in Fairmont. She drove to you know what? Probably Gunther's. Let's be honest. She drove she, to Gunther's. She lived to her at, house. That she lived it. at Daddy's money and drove to Gunther's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. It was four doors. You couldn't make this thing die. I literally ran it out of oil on my way to North Dakota one time, and it came back to life. You could not kill this thing. You just couldn't. Um, God, when did I get that? Was I a senior, or was I in between my... I think you were a senior. Um, okay. Because I distinctly have... I have a, a memory of it being thrown into reverse on the Channel Bridge. Yes. As we were driving to forward. Chadwick. Yes. <laughs> I remember that. Yep. And that didn't kill it. That didn't kill it either. Right. I mean, the car kept living. Thing was the thing was a goddamn beast. It was a tank. Yes. Yes. Um, 
Oh my god, yeah, that car. It had uh I think dad installed like a new uh back when back when you had the you you could like take the faceplate off of your like stereo system. Oh yeah. That in air quotes. Oh yeah. So it was a um it was a cassette. You could put a cassette in there and then you could but you could take the faceplate off so that no one would steal your expensive stereo system, which let's be honest, that was a joke. But um but yeah, that car was like legendary. hundred percent. Think yep. fucked. It was awesome. I liked it. Yep. Uh I remember driving it to Sioux Falls. Well, you I think you were going you were going to SDSU. I was driving to Sioux Falls to go to Augie. And mm-hmm. you're just going to drop me off. Um, and I put it in a ditch and like swerved back up and like had just missed an interstate overpass. Oh my God. Yes. We almost died that day. <laughs> or we probably would have died because that car would have like protected us. <laughs> yeah. I think it would have taken out the interstate overpass. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know that car didn't have airbags because it was before airbags were invented. No, but I'm pretty sure we would have survived just fine. Yeah. hundred percent. Except I didn't have my seatbelt on. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Another bad well, habit. I from mean, dad. we were raised to think that seatbelts were not necessary in all fairness. They were the devil. Uh, <laughs> it was, a, it was an assault. It was an insult to your driving capabilities. If you had to wear a seatbelt. <laughs> And also, it would wrinkle your shirt. So, hundred <laughs> percent. More, more tips we learned from Dad. Yeah, <laughs> you can't worry about your safety when your shirt needs to be unwrinkled. <laughs> it's a different time. How? It, that's what I. Fi- I think that's what's. I find that the most wild thing on on the planet and i spend so much time currently when i daydream thinking about what my grandchildren are going to think about what where we live now right yeah. and where we're at now right because that world has changed so dramatically they went from fuck seat belts um you know you could drink and Everybody drive yeah, everybody smoked. You could drink and drive. You could drink when you're 18. You know, uh, there's a thousand other things, right? To now, it's like if you did any of the shit that happened back then, uh, you're getting arrested and your children are being taken away from you. Yep, yep. So, you know, fast forward 60 years, what are they going to say about us? Right. You know, there was no internet back then, you know, no pay, you know, we got left home alone. you like, you name it. What are they going to say about us? Right. Like, Oh, I, I cannot, th- I can't stop. Like, will Jackson drive in 10 years? Will kids drive? I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. I, honestly, I have lived in enough, I will tell you though, I have lived in enough big cities where like some people don't even get their driver's licenses until they're in their like 20s, sometimes 30s. Right. Like that's the thing. Correct. And like where you and I grew up, like you got your license the day you could, but like that's not how everybody lives. No. And I, I think that's now a product of, you know, Uber. Yeah. The lifts, you know, all that shit, right? Like that, those, 
those services are so available. So like in 10 years, will cars just drive themselves and you just push a button on your phone and they pick you up and take you to wherever you want to go and you don't have to drive anymore. You know what I mean? Obviously when we were growing up, the thing like we assumed we would be in flying cars by now and we'd have hoverboards and all that shit. But I mean, self-driving cars are on the road and and so fast forward 60 years, man, I can't, I, my brain can't comprehend it. Just the technological yeah, I don't know. leaps. My, um, so Paul has, uh, older children. So I have, you know, grandkids and the three-year-old can look at your iPhone and knows that like the little camera, she can just press that. She doesn't have to open your phone. She can press the camera and open it. Mm-hmm. And just like start taking pictures and videos of herself. For sure. She's three and she can do that. For sure. Like that scares me. Early adoption. <laughs> That's the idea. Right. Get yep. them hooked early. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I, I had a thought in my head. I was going to ask you. I was totally changing, changing subjects here. We were talking about flying cars. Lost it. I totally lost it. Oh, well. Let's change this. I'll change the subject for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So I listened to your pod with Brad. Yeah. Um, and I know that you didn't get to set me up with Brad. Like he said you were going to apparently. <laughs> no, 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 but, no, no, no. But, but hang on, hang on. Let me, let me just finish this. And then you can say what you want to say. I literally married Brad, but his name is Paul. I know. Like listening to Brad talk. I was like, did y'all plan this? Like, did you talk before you interviewed him? Because. It is so alarmingly similar. It freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, and I, I had, uh, I, so I texted Paul. Yeah. Right. Like, honestly, the night I talked to Brad. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I was like, listen, brother. You know, one of my guys that I served with, you know, just had him on. We talked and like, it, it was a, it's a great conversation. Oh, phenomenal. Um, and uh, I'm super thankful of everything that he shared to me. And I'm thankful for him, mm-hmm. like, that he's going through what he's going through um, and that he's taken the steps necessary. And he's even, like, reached back out afterwards, like, hey, this this was super helpful for me and so on and so forth. And um, But I was like, I told I told Paul, I was like, you need, I, I, I don't give it, I don't know if you listen to any of this, I don't care, but you 100, 100% need to listen to this one. He did because, and I would love to have you on as well as a former police officer mm-hmm. and would love to get your perspective. And I mean, he texted me like almost two hours after it was released, which is the runtime of the episode. And he was just like, fucking a man. That guy is my spirit animal. Yes. Uh, <laughs> cannot wait to come on and, and talk. Right. Like, and you know, so yeah, I'm just, because I do want to talk to him about that, right? Like I've, I've lived in, I don't want to say I've lived in both sides of that world, but I've, I've heard a lot of different perspectives on that in my life. And, uh, yeah. So I, I cannot wait to have Paul on as well, just to talk about those things because, uh, every officer that I've known has very similar stories and yeah. or experiences, um, that have affected them in different ways. 
So I, I can't wait for that. But as far as like setting you up, no, I never said that. All of my friends in my <laughs> lifetime, Jen, uh, especially in the military, right? Like I just had pictures. You're, you're, you're being stripped of your humanity. So your little fucking locker and the inside, I mean, it's like high school, right? Like the inside of your locker door, your cubby door, whatever you want to call it, is like who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so I had, I had, remember that, that photo shoot that Justin and I did with Wyatt and Buddy? Yes. And we're in our, you know, so there's that picture. There's pictures of us when we went down to Austin, uh, when you were working for Harley, you know, the mm-hmm. family, you know, like, so there's pictures of you in there and every fucking guy. Who's that? Who's that girl? Like, oh, you got to set me up, blah, blah, blah. And I would always, and I would always be like, "All right, man, say when she'll fucking eat you." You know, and I would always be like, "She'll eat your, she'll eat your shit, dude. She'll chew you up and spit you out." You know, like I, I was just like, "You can't, you can't handle my sister. She will, oh fuck, my god, she will fucking run you over." You know, like, and I mean that in like a, I don't mean that in like a negative way. It was just like, you're, you're, you can't deal with her. She's too yeah, much. Like- like, you. thank you, but fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you know, she, you know, all the things, not to mention. Yeah. And that was my defense mechanism, right? Yeah. Because uh, I dealt with it, obviously, right? You're a. No, I just thought it was funny. Six foot tall blonde. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, I, oh, who's this girl? Um, and so I just had to deal with that a lot. And so that was always my yep. defense mechanism. I, um, I had to as well. So I get it. <laughs> you know. You can't, you can't handle the truth. So that was my. Is that a bush light in your hand? It is a bush latte. Yes, ma'am. Nice. I, nice. Uh, the first one I had was a, a hams. I forgot to mention Oh, that. sweet. Yeah. It, you know what? And so I am in a hotel room in San Antonio. I would have had hams if I was at my house, but um, I'm not there. So. <laughs> Just drinking some wine. I respect that. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was, this is, this is fucking awesome. Um. Yeah, this this is great. I have, I don't really know you that well as an adult, if that makes any sense, right? Like, I knew you as like... Sadly. I knew you like up until you're about 21, 22, and then I moved away. And then you went and lived your life, and I went and lived my life. Um, So I have thoroughly enjoyed being able to listen to your podcast, and also your podcast with Ben, that's highly entertaining. just because I feel like I've gotten to know you better, like, as a person. Uh, so thank you for that. And also, very proud of you for doing this. I feel like we all, anyone who knows you knows that, like, this is just a good fit for you and, like, a natural thing. So kudos you. to you. <laughs> thank you, sister. Uh, it means a lot. And, yeah, that's part of why I want to do this, right, is you and I both know how easy it is for life to just occur yeah (laughs) and it was it's one of dad's wishes is you know your faith your family right like you know we're all standing around that bed that's that's the shit he said and you know have we done a great job of it at times no you know can we do better 100 percent? you know and so however we can do that whether it's you know taking a family vacation jumping on shit like this, uh, texting, whatever, whatever it takes. You know, I know mom's a very anti-text person, but that's the world we live in, you know, 
um, yeah, whatever, right? However, we can communicate with each other, even if it's we're not necessarily talking to each other. If if this allows us to like stay connected in some form or fashion, like that's why I want to do it. Um, no, I love it. So yeah, I, and I appreciate that. Uh, means a lot. I'm, I'm learning a lot doing it about myself too. So it's been, it's been fun. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, but we'll we'll definitely have to do it again. I'll have Paul on, and then I want to have you and Paul on <laughs> at the same yeah, time. Yeah, he's um yeah he texted me. I told he tried to call me while I was doing this with you, and I was like, I can't talk to you right now. I'm on a podcast with Jeff, so <laughs> he, he's like, when is my turn? I was like, I don't know. Text him and ask. <laughs> I mean, with all due respect to Paul, you have to appear on here before Paul can. <laughs> I mean, Justin's been on two times, but we'll let that go. Out, honest and and uh, you know, you know what? And it's fine because he lives closer to you. It makes more sense. I'm not mad about it. Right. I just wanted to like, give you some shit. <laughs> and I don't blame you. I don't blame you, right? Um, and I, you know, like that's been super fun too. Is like getting to hear. And I wanted to do that for him to like to allow him a chance to like memorialize his thoughts. Uh, after his baby was born and all he could talk about oh my was, God, the was poop. Are hysterical. All he could talk about was poop. <laughs> and sleeping. <laughs> it's so good. It makes me so, it makes me laugh so much when, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause he's just in it. He's in it right now. He can't see, you know, 10 yards in front of him. And I remember yeah, that. Well, I mean, it's not over anytime soon. No, so. I know. <laughs> I know. And I totally remember it. And I just, it's crazy. It's chaos. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for him and, and Courtney as they're going down this path. But yeah, no, this has been a ton of fun, Jen. Thank you for coming on. You're Thank welcome. you. Thanks for asking. A hundred percent. And thanks for sharing. Sure. It's not necessarily easy, but necessary. <laughs> um, I feel like this, this wasn't like one of your funny episodes, like with, Ross B or anything like that, but <laughs> uh, or Nick, who else is really funny? Well, listen, Brandon. People, I don't know. People got to hear about Star. <laughs> they got to hear about the Pig Hornets, right? Like, there's a lot that went into this one. Come on, now, don't sell yourself short. Everybody does that, by the way. Every single person who comes on, I don't know if I'm interesting. The fuck you're not. We're all interesting, right? Like. <laughs> We've all got our, we're all the leading stars, actors, whatever, in our own fucking movies. And we all have like hilarious stories. And that's part of what I want, like, that's part of life is you gotta, you gotta remember that shit and talk about that stuff. It's, it's classic shit. Um, Danger Zone, Orange Trees, yeah. you name it, right? It never yep. ends. So yeah. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. I love you. And I love you too. Uh, yeah, we will do this again. Right. Um, yeah, for everybody listening, thanks for checking it out. It means the world that anybody would listen to this. So, uh, like, share, comment, subscribe, whatever. I don't know. Tell a friend about it. Yeah. And until I haven't posted on Instagram in more than two years, but I will post this. <laughs> so you can count on a huge bump in, uh, you know, listening ship hey. once I do that. Hey. You, you've lived a lot of places. We're going to expand this reach into Omaha, <laughs> Baltimore. We're taking it East Coast. <laughs> all over Texas, which, by the way, is one of my top five states. So, and that's all due to you. 
All right. Well, glad so I, I could help. I appreciate <laughs> that. But yeah, everybody, you know, thanks for listening. It means the world. Sis, love you. Love you. Uh, everybody, be good. <laughs>